Yes. Uh, so I like questions. So I want to ask you a question. Um, have you ever felt like there is something meaning uh, missing in your life? It's like there is a void inside of you. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, many times it uh, happened to me, and over time I discovered that uh, it is a lack of love. Um, the thing is that deep down we all need this uh, this need to be loved by someone. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, for example, I felt loved when I receive uh, when I receive the compliments or um, encouragement for people. Um, but it's like I lived in order to receive those words in order to be loved. So it's like I lived in order to have congratulations. Thanks, you are great, well done, um, thank, thank you, something like that. So I just felt loved when I received these words. Um, but uh, the thing is that when, when I don't receive those kind of words, I just don't feel loved. So, um, yeah. And the worst is that when I receive uh, criticism, I can just ruin my whole day because of words that uh, that I just received from people, negative words. So I was really dependent on those words. Um, so in everything I did, I was really looking for approval. And um, over time, the father revealed to me that the only thing that I need in order to feel loved is just a word from him every day. Uh, for example, one day I came across this verse in Isaiah 54, verse 10, that said, Though the mountains move and the hills shake, my love will not be removed from you, and my covenant of peace will not be shaken, says your compassionate Lord. And as I meditated this word, I just felt the love of God inside of me. Um, like, can you imagine the love of our daddy God? It is a covenant. It's not a contract. If it was a contract, it's like, I do my part, you do, your, you do yours. And if you don't do your part, I won't do yours. But for God, it's a covenant. It means that when, even if sometimes we don't do our part in the relationship, God will always be faithful. God will always keep his words because he is God. And it is a covenant of peace and covenant of love that he has made with us. And his love will last forever. Uh, another way that he showed me his love was through a French song uh, called uh, Abba, I Belong to You. And uh, the lyrics, in the lyrics it says, Long before the song that created the universe, long before the spirit that hovered over the earth, long before you formed me from dust, you dreamed of the day when you could love me. And just listening to that uh, music, I just felt I, I was just filled with the with the gods of with the love of God, because His words are so powerful. So little by little, I understood that the source of love is God, and um, that He is the best supporter that I can have in my life. And I also remember um, that time where I was not doing well in my uh, in my previous job. Like, I made mistakes, so I felt condemnation inside of me um, because I didn't feel valued because of that mistake. And um, so I just went to God, like, yeah, I, I don't know how to, 
how to react with this, I feel condemnation. Um, and then he told me that he, he understands me and that he forgives me, that he's the daddy who always forgives his child. And that even if I made a mistake, uh, there is a grace because, jo- because Jesus has already done everything on the cross. And uh, he also reminded me that even if there was a mistake, my identity and my value uh, does not change. I will always be his beloved daughter. So that's an amazing love. And everyone is searching for a love somewhere um, because we need this love. And uh, we, we were all born with this expectation to, to be loved. But... Um, but uh, if we don't receive the right kind of love, we will spend our lives searching for it in um, counterfeit uh, affections. Uh, for example, places we can look for love, it can be performance and achievement, isolation, um, uh, religious uh, striving, self-protection, addictions. And today, we are just going to talk about this uh, love of God as a father. Um, so in order to, to, to be filled uh, in our heart, we need God because God is love. The Bible says that he is love and it is in his nature to love us. Uh, so the, the parable of the prodigal son illustrates well this uh, love of God as a father. Just a quick reminder uh, about the story of the prodigal son, if you don't know it. So a man had uh, two sons. Um, and the younger one asked to his father uh, to give him money um, to just live his life uh, in his own. So the father did so. But then, um, he, then he just spent his money in a far country um, and he didn't, have, he, 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 he didn't have money and he decided to work uh, in a farm uh, in the field and it was hard and... Um, and, and then he decided to go back to his father because he thought that uh, even that the servants of his father would, uh, would, uh, would eat better than himself. So he went back to his father. And when they met together, the father just was just full of joy to, to love him and um, to, to see him again. But the oldest, the oldest is, uh, uh, was really angry because it's like uh, he was always there, but he didn't, uh, he didn't receive any love. So uh, just it's in Luke 15. I really encourage you to read from it because it's just, it's just the, the love of the father. So um, the first thing that we can notice from this uh, story is that um, um, when the younger when the younger brother decided to leave his father, his father accepted it. It's like he, he accepted the choice that he would leave. And it's the same with God. He, he will always give us free will. He will always give us freedom in everything because love does not force things. Um, and also in this story, the younger son thought that, um, that uh, he could be self-sufficient. It's like he was not aware that everything that he needed was already in his father's house. But, um, yeah, and it shows that it is only with God that we can be filled and being uh, with him is the best, best place to be. But still, it is a choice. Um, 
the second thing is that the heart of the father is full of compassion and full of love and full of uh, forgiveness. Um, when the younger son went back to his father, uh, the father ran to him. And it is the same with God. When we go in his presence, when he decide to talk to him, to listen to him, he, he just wanted this time. He just wanted this time to spend with us because he loves us and he just wants this relationship with, with us. And he, yeah, he, he's just joyful when we come into his, um, his presence. And the heart of the father is full of forgiveness. And honestly, when I'm thinking about myself, uh, I had many times that I, I failed, we can say. But God is so patient. He has this heart full of patience with us. And uh, just who he is, he's patient and he's full of forgiveness. And another thing is that um, the love of the father is unconditional. Um, in this story, none of the son knew, really knew the heart of his father. Of their father. Uh, they thought that it had to be earned. Uh, for the younger son, he thought that as he, as he, as he had sinned, he thought that he was not worthy to, to be the son of his father. Um, in the verse uh, 19, it says... I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. So it's uh, something about, um, um, like, it has to be earned because he, he did a mistake. And for the older one, it, he thought that he, it, he needed to work hard in order to, love, to have the father's love. In verse 29, it says, All these years I have slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. But... Um, the reality is that no matter what we do, it won't change the love of God. It will always be a uh, love of God. We've, it will always be forever. Because we are just his children. Um, now the challenge is to accept this truth that God is uh, a perfect father. And his love endures forever. But... Um, the thing is that we all have an earthly father, and our relationship with our earthly father has a great impact of our relationship with God, because God is the father. So, there are many types of fathers. Um, but just to illustrate, like for the father, the earthly father, Martin Luther said, I have difficulty pre praying the Lord's Prayer because whenever I, see, I say our Father, I think of my own Father who was hard, unyielding, and relentless. I cannot help but think of God in that way. So there is really an impact. Uh, so there are uh, six types of Father, uh, and yours can be a combination. Uh, the first one is the good Father. Uh, the good father, he is the one who teaches, he is the one who strengthens, uh, he affirms boys' masculinity and girls' femininity. And also he, he protects, he provides, uh, he expresses uh, his delight. And, um, and if you had a good father, I really celebrate that because it's not everyone. I really celebrate that. But there's also a challenge with, if, you have, if you have a good father. Uh, the child can think that it is, dif uh, can find it difficult to, 
to think that there is a better father than, than who he already has, because he already has a good father. Um, he can think that, uh, he also can think that uh, there is, um, uh, that, there, that he won't need a relationship with another father, as he has already a great relationship with a good father. Um, but if it is your case, uh, if it is your case, I just encourage you to go deeper in your relationship with God because there is so much more with you, uh, for you. The second type of uh, fathers is uh, the performance-oriented father. So you get his attention when you do good things. Um, the, the consequence of having this father is that with God, we always think like, I always need to pray more. I always need to read the Bible more. It's all about doing because, uh, because our father were performance-oriented. So in order to be loved, um, we need to do something and we need to give our best. And uh, that was my case. My earthly father is performance-oriented. So you know, I was born into a family where um, in order to be loved, we need to have... We have we, need, we have to be perfect. We need to have the best grades at school, um, the best grades at school, and in everything we do, we always have to be the best. Otherwise, uh, we won't feel loved. Um, so I have put my identity in it. So when I had the... So it was really difficult for me when there was a failure in class, and I really had this pressure that I needed to be perfect. Um, and it, it really had a significant impact with my relationship with God because I always thought that he always wanted me to do something for him and that everything that I had to offer to him had to be perfect, otherwise he won't value it. Um, and um, in, my, uh, in my previous job... Uh, I put the. I really set the bar really high because I used to work in a in a Christian organization. So when when I made a mistake, it was just so hard to handle it. Um, one, but then one day God led me to this passage in the Bible, in Jeremiah thirty one verse three. It says, "I have loved you with an ever with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with an unfailing kindness." And as I meditated, as I meditated this uh, sentence, the Lord just spoke to me about His everlasting love. That it is forever; it won't change. It won't change. Um, it's like, um, okay, I, I I succeed, for example, in a project. The love of the Father is at this level; it's eternal. And if I failed, it's still eternal; it's still at this level. And since I knew that, that it won't change, and that He revealed to me that, I just. Um, I discovered more rest and freedom, but still, it is still a process. Even just uh, preparing this sermon, uh, I've, I've, I thought about this uh, performance thing, but then God always says, whatever happens, uh, I will always love you. And it just, it just gives us like rest and real freedom in everything we, we do. Um, and third, we have the passive father. The passive father is the one who provides for you, he's the one who protects you, he does his best for you, but the problem is that he, he's not open emotionally, he doesn't show emotions. And, um, and maybe also he's not able to affirm you as, um, 
a son or a daughter, and the impact of uh, this, um, the impact of this in the for the child, it's like the with in the relationship with God, the child does not expect uh, uh, emotions interaction, emotional interactions for with God from God because he thinks that okay, God provides, but uh, he won't show uh, his heart. So my encouragement for you is that God is not passive with you. And Jesus said, your father knows what you need even before you ask. God is involved in your life. He is a tender father. Um, and then we have the absent father. He's the one, maybe he passed away or uh, maybe because of separation, he was not there for you. Um, and the consequence of that in the relationship with God is that we can think that God can all can God is there, but He He can abandon us uh, at any time. Any time He can leave us. But God is not like that. He said in the Bible, "I will never leave you nor forsake you." And the next one is the authoritarian father. Uh, it is the one who loves rules, who put rules in. Uh, in, in, a, in a high level. So we have to obey. We have to obey him in order to be loved. So punishment and shame come when we don't uh, follow the rules. And the, the impact is that we put obedience uh, more important than, um, than rules, than a relationship, than relationship. So you may see God as a judge, a judge or um, yeah, the one who is authoritarian. And that was also my case. Um, so to be to be loved, I I had to be an obedient child, and I have put rules more important than anything. Um, and then, um, therefore, like um, with God, I was like, okay, I have to serve Him because He asked me to do something, so I will do it. I will obey Him. I will serve Him. Be otherwise, He won't love me. So, in my former church, I served a lot. I was fully committed in everything because I was like, okay, I will do everything so, he, so that God can love me, so that he can bless me uh, and uh, something like that. My mindset was really like doing, doing, so that he can, he can love me, obeying, obeying, so that the, the kingdom will advance in order to be loved, just in order to be loved. Uh, so my goal was to be accepted and uh, loved by him by serving. And it was not a good uh, mind. Um, and then one day I heard the sermon about God's love. And that day I, I discovered that even if I do nothing for God, he will always love me. Um, because he is a good father, his father, and I am his daughter. And from this time, I also knew that God was not searching for a slave or handmaid. He was searching for daughter, for son, just to be loved. And uh, that the relationship with him is more important than the service for him. And I also, yeah, I also discovered that relationship first, and then the fruit is serving, but not uh, the other way. Um, so I, be, I really began to see service uh, for God in another way. 
And the last one is the abusive father. Uh, the child has experienced uh, any kind of abuse. It can be emotionally, uh, physically, uh, spiritually. And, and it's such a misrepresentation of God's nature because God is not like that. And if it's your case, I just want to say that God wants to restore the brokenness inside of you, the trust that, he is the, that was broken because he's a father and he loves you just as who you were. So now that we have uh, seen the different types of uh, father, I just want to say to you that God is the perfect father. He's the one that you were, you were, you were always searching for. And, and he knows you. He knows you more than anyone else. As he said in Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And God, as the perfect father, is personal. He's personal. He knows how to love you. Um, and he also speaks your love language. Uh, maybe you don't know what love language is, is but um, it's just like we all have our, our own way to feel loved, to receive love from people. Um, it's from an author, an author, Gary Schaffman. Um, so, and God speaks in each one love language. So let's go deeper uh, in this love language. The first one is the word of affirmation. Um, it means that you feel loved when you receive kind words. That was my case. Um, and for those who feel concerned, the God says to you in Isaiah 43, verse 4, You are precious in my eyes. You are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you. And if you go back to the story of the prodigal son, um, the, the father says in verse 24, the son of mine. So he acknowledged him. That was a word. That was a word of affirmation. Um, and another love language is uh, receiving gifts. So this is the kind of people who feel who feels loved when they receive gifts, when they have a visual symbol of gift. Um, and in the story of, um, of the prodigal son, the father gave, gave a ring to his younger son, and it's a gift, right? Um, then there are the acts of service. Uh, for these people, uh, actions, actions uh, speak more than words. Um, and in the parable, the father asked his servants to prepare a big party and that takes times that takes time and, and energy another one is physical touch so here we here we express love by um, by just having a physical signs of uh, physical sign of affection and in this story when um, the younger son went to his uh, father uh, the father or uh, hugged him, embraced him, kissed him. That was a physical touch. Um, and the last one is quality time. So we feel loved when uh, someone decides to spend time with us. And in the story of the prodigal son, um, when we had a party, for sure the father and the son spent time together. So... All of these things just to tell you that God knows you and he knows how to love you. And he speaks your love language. Um, I remember for, for me, um, 
like few weeks ago, um, there was I was at school of ministry, and there was a time where I I was just telling God like God I'm bored I don't. <laughs> Uh, because I had the free time and I was like, I'm bored, but I need to, I want to do something like art or coloring things or something that where I don't have to think a lot. I just need the like coloring thing. And, and, and the thing is that at the end of this uh, week, we went to, we went to Milverton with the out- outreach, the mini outreach with the group. And, uh, and I, I was I, I didn't plan to go to a store, but uh, there was an opportunity, and it was a store which is not a Christian one. Uh, but I found a notebook uh, in order to color things inside. So for me, it was really like God really hears me, and He loves me, and He knows that I needed this thing. So I just bought this notebook, which is Christian. So it's like it was really like. Um, yeah, God's love. Um, so, we have seen that God is love and he is the par- perfect father that uh, we need. And we can ask ourselves, so what about us? Um, in fact, we are called to be a, chi- a child of God, uh, but it is not natural. There is, we, uh, there is only one requirement to be a child of God. Um, Actually, in the beginning of creation, Adam and Eve sinned, so uh, we became sinners. So we became sinners. So we are not yet a child of God. But Jesus came in the story, uh, and He made the divine exchange, the divine exchange between our sins and the holiness of Jesus. And then after this divine exchange, we become a child of God. So the only one requirement to be a child of God is to accept Jesus in our heart as our Lord and Savior. And, um, and on the cross, he already did everything. He already paid the price. So um, our relationship with God, the Father, is restored uh, thank, thanks to Jesus. And as the Bible says... To all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Then we become a child of God. I don't know if you can imagine, but a child of God, like God is God. He's the, he the master. He's the master of the universe. He has created everything. And you are his child. It's, it's just like, it's just a big thing. You are his child. Um. But afterwards, our challenge is uh, to walk in this new identity as a child of God uh, and to see ourselves how the Father sees us. So we are really encouraged to live like a child, not childish, not childish, but like a child with God. And a little child is uh, dependent to his uh, parents. A little child needs his father to guide him to protect him, to, yeah, to show him the way, to encourage him. And it's the same with God. The more we are dependent on God, the more we become mature and the, the more uh, we leave our identity as his child. And knowing our identity is very important because it's always the thing that, the, the, that Satan attacks us. 
for example, if you think about uh, Jesus uh, when he got baptized, um, God, Father God, said to him, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And just a few moments later, when he went to the desert, he was tempted by the enemy, and the enemy always started his, um, his sentences uh, by, uh, if you are the son of God, but the reality is that God, Jesus is already the son of God. So it's really important to walk on our identity and to know who we are. Um, and being a child of God also means that the Holy Spirit lives in us. Um, in Romans eight fifteen, it says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own child. Now we call him Abba, Father. And as a child, we can, we can, call, the, we can call Father God, Daddy. We can call him Abba, Papa. And it's a privilege. And we have his attention all the time. Maybe sometimes we can search for attention somewhere. But the thing is that God is always here waiting for us, waiting, waiting for us to talk to him and waiting for us to to have his, uh, our attention to him. So to conclude, God is uh, love and he's the perfect father that, uh, that can feel us, that can feel our love, love tank. And uh, by accepting Jesus in our heart, uh, we can become a child of God and the Holy Spirit lives in us and he will always help us to, rem- to remember that we are uh, God's ch- child. Uh, so now I want you to receive God's love. And one of the most uh, um, famous verses in the Bible about love is 1 Corinthians 13. And we knew, we, we already said that God is love. So now I'm just going to replace the word love by God. So I invite you to, to open your heart and listen carefully. Just receive God's love. So when I replace it, it says that the God is patient. God is kind. He does not invite. He does not boast. He is not proud. He does not dishonor others. He is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. That the God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. He always protects always trusts, always hopes, hopes, and always perseveres. Beautiful, right? Um, So God loves us. And now I want you to continue to receive from God, to receive this love. And what we are going to do is that um, um, we are going to put the love letter of God. We are going to put the sound. So you will just close your eyes and receive it, receive God's love. And maybe you have already heard it many times, but the thing is that it's still the truth today. It's God's word and it's his love letter for you. So just open your heart. Um, and uh, yeah, I just invite the Holy Spirit now to touch your heart and to fill your heart with his love, his unconditional love, his perfect love as a father. So, The words you are about to experience are true. They will change your life 
if you let them. For they come from the very heart of God. He loves you. And He is the Father you have been looking for all your life. This is His love letter to you. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I am familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered, for you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being for you were my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake, for all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope, because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart, for it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine, for I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son, Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins, 
Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me, and nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been Father, and will always be Father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Love, your dad, Almighty God.
with them every day. I pray, Lord, that uh, you open their spiritual eyes and their spiritual ears to see your love in everything, Lord. Uh, even just sometimes in the weather or in, um, in just some activities, some people. Lord, I just pray that open their eyes, open their eyes to see those things, Lord, and guard their hearts that, so that their heart can always be grateful to you and Father, for those who, who were hard for, from their earthly father, you know how to restore their hearts, Lord. And I just pray that you you just give them the strength, Lord, to forgive, to to have this, uh, to take this step of forgiveness that will change their heart, that will that will change their lives forever. Thank you, and Holy Spirit, you are with them. I pray that you guide them in everything, Holy Spirit, and that you. And that the spirit of sonship that you are, Holy Spirit, I pray that you, you, you just manifest this love every day and that faith can just be filled by your love tongue every day, Lord. Thank you because you break in Jesus' name all the false comforts to search for love and you are always with them. I also pray that they will also be always more aware of your presence every day, that uh, you just wait for their attention, so Lord. And just open their hearts to, 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 to just focus on you every day in everything they, they, they will do, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Father. You are the best in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, and now I invite the worship team to finish by worshiping God.